0: This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod.
1: Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like
0: this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan.
2: Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be sh-
0: And now your host, TJ. TJ.
3: And here we go again. It is episode 17 of the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. I'm your host, TJ, tonight. And there are nights that I can't get anybody to help me out, so I turn to my friends Chris and Pat from US Fan TV. And then there are nights that I actually want them on because there's... Friends? Yeah, well, would you say after 30 plus years it's we can only be acquaintances? Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I've known you over almost 35 years, Chris. (laughs) At some point, it's got to make that jump (laughs) So if you can't tell, we do have Chris. And fresh from contract negotiations, at least for a one-night appearance, we have hat guy Pat. So before I even ask what what you're drinking tonight, Pat, what hat are you wearing? I'm not wearing
0: a hat. I'm not appearing on camera right now, so I am hatless. I have two hats nearby. He's hatless guy. He's Mm -hmm. hatless guy? Yep.
3: Wow. And we're paying you in an animal crackers tonight. Did I catch that? Did we win that negotiation on that one?
0: Uh, that will be fine. Yes.
3: Okay. Good. good. hate. And maybe, and maybe if you do a good job tonight, Pat, maybe I'll be—I'll even buy you a beer on Wednesday.
0: So, wow. There. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, what? I don't know if we're going to that fire game Wednesday. We're—I'm going to be a very fair weather fan and only go if it's uh. Nice weather. So is the
3: weather supposed to be awful. I haven't even looked that far ahead.
0: It looks like it's gonna rain, but we'll see. Right. The weather's supposed to be bad all week. If we don't go Wednesday, yeah. we might go Saturday.
3: Well, I won't be. I am not available for Saturday, but we'll touch on that in a little bit. So this is the minivan dad soccer pod, which I, I think I'm starting to realize this is the Seinfeld of soccer pods. It has absolutely no point to any of it, and it's even it's sometimes funny, but oftentimes not. So you know, we're gonna call it the Seinfeld of, of soccer pods.
0: Of all podcasts. Not just of all soccer podcasts, but I think this is true of all podcasts that there are. This is the most all over the place podcast that there is.
1: This is the most
0: podcasty podcast of
1: podcasts.
3: That might be, new, that could be a new tagline. I kind of like that <laughs> one. So, all right. So, no hat tonight for Hat Guy, but he is getting paid in animal crackers. He's a Fairweather Fire fan. Does he have a drink or is it LaCroix tonight? I
0: have a Coke Zero.
3: A Coke Zero. Caffeine late at night, is that a good idea? I normally don't
0: do it, but if I have to appear on this boring show, then I have to get myself (laughs) all hopped up.
3: Ouch. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm insulted, but I'm really not. And Chris, have you been drinking tonight, or are you going sober as well? I actually
1: just opened a can of Los Locos. It is a Mexican-style lager with uh, lime and sea salt by Epic Brewing. That sounds exactly. like that other beer you like. It. Uh, I try all beers with, um, with lime like, and sea salt in them.
0: You like Mexican style things. But if yeah. they're full on Mexican, you don't like them.
1: Um, just, it's a soccer team. I, 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 I don't yeah. even know what to say there because that... No, th- there's I, no I way like... there's no good way to recover from this
0: <laughs> i don't like you, you, you like your mexican beers you to be made said. in like colorado or something you don't like it
1: not true you, you no, you like... no 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 negromadello fine wonderful beer pacifico, that is a wonderful beer pacifico is perhaps that's my true you do. all you do. day drinking beer um
0: a session beer is that a session beer
1: so they call uh, it <laughs> a session uh, beer is one you drink all day. Victoria, victoria el soul yeah. and, and it's just soul technically uh, Soul is the is better than Corona in that same like kind of lame uh, light lager
3: uh, clear bottle. Can can we just beer? put can we just put it to a vote that Corona's just overrated, it's just that simple. It's just well, it's, it's, ass. A, it's, it's I
1: think it's fine.
3: I, I shouldn't say it's ass. It's just it's it's a nothing it's fine.
0: Like yeah, it's,
3: exactly. it's fine. But it's but everybody talks really highly about no one talks about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know anybody who talks highly about it. Okay, I, mean,
3: I shouldn't say anybody, but it seems like a lot of people, you, out of all the rest of the beers you named, Chris, <laughs> I would put all of them ahead of Corona. And yeah. yet, people buy Corona probably at two to one versus the other ones. It's, it's just on.
1: a common beer, you know? I get like, uh Like, if I'm going to drink a beer like that, so we I just, would probably go Landshark Lager. Alright.
3: Oh my God, nah, Landshark Land I thought was vile. I did not
1: I, i'm not I'm not even saying I really like it. I'm just saying it's the same kind of beer, but it's
3: better than a Corona. So can we should we just call Corona the the Coors Soul
1: Coors is the same of, thing too. Where's light of Mexican beers? Can we... um, it's fair. Well because sure, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of what I would say to make it uh, make a better comparison, but I, I'm not coming up with anything just yet so.
3: Well, you can ponder that one for a little bit. So, you know, and I said in the M.G.D.,
1: time, M.G.D.,
3: M.G.D., OK. Oh, that stuff is <laughs> horrific. And you're and you live in in the Milwaukee suburbs. Wow. <laughs> so I don't think we got to talk about this, Chris. So I do before I want to get into the fire and some of the other things I mentioned. How was Madison?
1: Uh, very cool. Uh, I should say very cold. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. was the
3: day. That was the day we got
1: a giant snowstorm. Uh, now, fortunately, it ended up not being nearly as bad as uh, as it was predicted. But driving there, it looked like we were going through um, like like through whiteout conditions. It, it was we were on, we were on a bus, and uh, there were so many people on it. The windows were all fogged up, so I couldn't see out the sides. And looking out the front of the bus. All did I you see guys- was white, too, because there was just so much snow flying at us. Did you but guys whatever. pop for the
0: bus with the bathroom this time? or was No, it-
1: we did not. We did not. Uh, apparently, the forward actually set this up for us. Peter Wilt himself set this up for us. Um,
0: Is but, he thinking uh, of moving this team to a corrupt suburb really far away from Madison and <laughs> making them irrelevant? <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> okay, we'll have to see if that happens with this team. Um,
1: but anyway, uh, yeah, we uh, we got dropped off, basically like right across the street from the stadium. Um, we got seats, like we got a special section where we had like free food and drink tickets and stuff. Uh, very cool, just snowing and and it was a, a Highbury trip. Uh, the Highbury pub in Milwaukee, uh, when the bus came from the oh. Highbury. It was a high repub trip. Like, it, it, it was a shit show. Everyone, everyone, everyone was, we'll say,
3: overserved. Was that, and is this at the stadium or before you left?
1: Uh, on the bus and then at the stadium. And then on, I, I, I slept the bus ride home. We'll say slept the bus ride home.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. So Pat, to answer your question, no, uh, forward Madison. They're using Bree Stevens Field, which right. is is that, is that Wisconsin still playing there, Chris? No, no,
1: no. It's um it's like an old uh, municipal football stadium, basically. It, it clearly by some of the stands, it must have been baseball at one point too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's like right on, um, uh, I think that's Washington Avenue, like right up. I mean, it sure. It's it's a quarter mile uh, east of the. Capitol building in in, uh, in Madison.
0: That's, I, it, actually, you make the joke about moving to the suburbs, you couldn't be more centrally located then, so that's oh, I know, I know. pretty cool.
1: No, you, it, couldn't. It, no, you couldn't. Dead that, on Main Street, basically. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: awesome. That,
3: With, that's why I wanted, to, I wanted to give credit where credit was due on this one, because I thought at one point Bree Stevens was where University of Wisconsin played their soccer games for, but I I know The
1: State- only no. Badger
3: soccer game that I've
1: been to, actually Pat and I uh, went, was somewhere over like by the Okay. farm stuff like on the west side of, of yes that's uh, correct of, of campus and maybe and maybe well, we we a long saw, time ago we saw my my mighty mighty university of evansville uh purple
3: aces play uh, the badgers
0: it is an honor to wear the sleeves
1: indeed and i'm,
3: th- and I'm thinking of and, and i'm and maybe i'm old enough to remember i believe state tournament used to be pre-stevens back in the day
1: so no, that for high god, school, god i have no so. idea
3: no well no even that i don't i don't
1: Really getting into the weeds on this
3: remember. one. We, we yeah, we are. We're, we're yeah. going yeah, way too much of the week. So how was? So the atmosphere looked good on looked good on TV. Or yeah, ESPN it was plus. cool. Um, it, it, it was really cool. Uh, I'd like to go. Um,
1: I was busy like this weekend, so I couldn't go to the, the game then. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I want to go back and go to another one when it's like, I don't know, nice enough that you can see the other end of the field. There's not snow and things in in the way. <laughs> Um, so that, that'll be cool. Any, uh, they did, they did get their first win, uh, finally, um, uh, Saturday, on Saturday so, yep. so that was cool. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, cool team. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're killing it on social media and, and with their, um, like kind of their coordination with fans and, and whatever. Um, yeah, they they just released a new third Jersey. That that's pretty cool. It's yeah. still not the Jersey I want. I want their, away keeper jersey that they still won't release sure but, um, but whatever no yeah, Ed, very fun, miami fun vice fun, fun experience i i do recommend
3: uh uh you guys coming up and going to a game any any chance you're making the trip over to the kickers complex tomorrow night
1: no uh i would love to the game doesn't start till 7:30, and it's a kid night so
3: okay i have okay.
1: four kids that will all need to be in bed effectively by kickoff or okay like with by the end of the first half and it's like i can't get there and back and put them all in bed on a
3: school night. And I looked at it and I wanted to go. And then I got, I'm working eight to eight tomorrow because one of our sites has got an offsite event. So they need people coverage that. And then I've got a conference call at nine o'clock because Lord knows I don't have enough of those these days. So yet I digress, but that'll be a fun game for those that are going. Um, And you, you had mentioned the Madison the for Madison third Jersey, the pink one. Yeah, it looks pretty outstanding. Chris, I do agree the goalkeeper jersey is the way to go if they ever release it. But the one I do recommend is the uh, new Minneapolis City one, the City of Lakes jersey. That one's absolutely outstanding. I can't support Minnesota
1: teams, but...
3: That's okay. Nobody's perfect, so... (laughs) All right, so we did have a couple of topics tonight, so we're going to get into those. Yeah. (laughs) We... We always start off the rails, and then we eventually find our way back, <laughs> off, the, back off the rails. And then so we sure go off we them. <laughs> so I wanted to start tonight because with the Chicago Fire, I mean, you guys are both fans. Pat, I know you go to probably about as many games as I do, and I'm a season ticket holder, and you're not, which is pretty I'm
1: hoping funny. my fandom is ending soon. Any what? any remains of it?
3: Oh, for, because... Come so on,
1: come on, MLS in the loo.
3: Well, it's kind of the loo, so yeah, I guess, but Um, 0-0 out at LAFC. And to me, that was probably one of the best performances out out of this team. It's the best performance I think I've seen out of them this year against a really good LAFC team. And they had their chances. They didn't take it. They defended well, which they haven't done. And yet There's a couple, there's a larger issue here. Part of it is, so they went on the road for three games to Montreal to, or NYCFC, then Montreal, and then LAFC. And Pat, how many goals did they score collectively on that road trip?
1: (laughs) Zero. Zero. Let me see if I can count them on one hand. How many come before one
0: that we thought... Uh, wouldn't have a problem scoring goals, but would have a problem defending. It has been a lot of the opposite lately.
3: Well, and but leading into it though, wasn't it the four nothing score line against Colorado before they went on yes, this road Yes, right,
0: trip? exactly. So it, this is it's just this last three games that were, you know, <laughs> lacking scoring.
3: Is part um, of it, as part of it the competition? I mean, they played three pretty good teams away from home.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's definitely part of it. And I, honestly, when I saw the team set up for the LAFC game, I thought it was going to be seven to five or something like insane. I, I thought it was going to go completely the opposite way. And then, and then they defended well, like it, it was, it was not what I expected at all. Um, and I guess, you know, if, if you're going to have your $5 million a year superstar as a defender, um, I guess that's your prerogative, but he did a good job and the team did a good job. So, uh, I, you know, I, I individually, I think a, a nil, nil result, uh, at LAFC is a good one, but I still don't see this team going anywhere. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe Mr. Calvo can help. Um, he's always been strong for the Ticos. Although, uh, from what you were hearing, TJ, he has not been. As good this year for Minnesota, so maybe
3: you know. It's it's what and I've talked to a couple people that live, one of which is my older brother. That he's a Minnesota United season ticket holder, and a couple of others from Minnesota, and they weren't real sad to see him go. I feel like I feel like based on his talent level, they got him for about fifty cents on the dollar. Yeah, it's the the cent I got that he had burned some bridges in in the locker room there. And they wanted him gone.
0: There was a certain level of douchebaggery that was going on there. yeah. (laughs) Because it's one of these trades. It's like, well, why is that happening? What's the reason? And
3: And, uh, and the synopsis I got, the overview I got was if he's dialed in and focused, it's a steal of a trade. But it's if he stays dialed in and focused, that's going to be the bigger problem.
0: Sometimes a change of scenery can help somebody get dialed in and focused again. but
3: Could be. I I, I And I felt like the chances of that, I was optimistic in that sense because he was the captain of Minnesota United and he took a really bad second, two yellow cards against Toronto. And then after he served, the suspension was out of the 18 and then he was traded. He's coming into a locker room with Dax McCarty and, and Bastion Schweinsteiger. He doesn't have to be the leader there. He can just fall in with them. And I'm pretty sure those two... I get the sense, run it pretty tight ship in that sense. They that's just me. I don't know. They what seem I, like guys who would. Yeah, they and they do. Um, so I, I feel optimistic in that sense. And if, if he... Now, reports are today that he was told that he's being brought in to be a center back. But I'm not sure where that fits in. Is it a center back if they're going to go three in the back? Or, you know, a left center back, like, can they go three or five in the back? Or... Are they looking to replace Marcelo already? I don't know, Pat. What do you think on that one? I, mean, I have
0: no guess. Such I, as most things with the fire, I honestly don't <laughs> know where certain people are going to. Like, I can't. I don't hate Pano. I think I think he's fine, but I I just don't I don't I don't know half the time. I just let's see. Like sometimes he'll release. I, I see a list of players. And I can't figure out how they're going to actually play on the field. I just can't. And, and you, I don't have this problem with other teams, but I always tend to have it with the fire. And it also, whenever the fire picks somebody up, I have the same issue. I don't know. We'll...
3: But but let me ask, let, let, well, now I'll bring it to a question, though. Based on what they paid for Calvo, wouldn't you take that, you know, you said he's solid with the Tico's wouldn't you make that trade in a heartbeat if you if somebody of that level of talent comes available for that for funny money for Garber bucks?
0: Yeah I think you take a stab at it for sure
3: and, and he's not an international he's got a green card so he didn't count, even count as an international slot and based on the cones you know the, the level of parking cones that they've had at, at outside back the last couple of years um, it can't hurt can it?
0: No, I mean, I think you have to you have to take a stab at it, but it's it's definitely I'm I'm sure that you know they were searching around and 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 at least I would hope at least I would hope they've been shopping around you know who's got who's got a defender who's got a defender and then and this seemed like a good a good fit so
3: so at this point in the year based on what you've seen would you. And I I kind of phrased it this way. Okay, actually, before we get to that, I want to touch on one other thing with the LAFC game. Sorry, I digress a little bit. There was some talk in the CF97 universe about playing to draw versus playing to win. Is this a game? Now, I know you didn't watch all of it, but is this a game where you really play to try and win? (sighs) Against a top team on the road 2,000 miles away from home. Is this the game, a, a team you know is better? I,
1: I don't think you play to win. I, I could see where you might in this instance because they were coming off two back-to-back losses and what three-nil in both, wasn't it?
3: No, I, was one was one nothing in. I thought they okay. were one nothing losses, but or were they? I, I was thinking keeping. Keep, keep. I, I, I kind of hate, hate the whatever.
0: idea that in MLS you would ever not play to win,
1: though. So. Like yeah, it's Chris, it's they, not.
3: Chris, they were both. They were both one nothing losses, by the way, Chris.
1: All right, well, whatever, whatever. I was thinking they were worse than that. I mean, it shows uh, how closely I'm watching the fire this season. But um, uh, not, nonetheless, um, you know, two losses in a row, I, I could see where maybe you, you want to try for something. Uh, the fact that they hadn't scored in two games, maybe, yeah, you're just trying to get... You're just trying to get something going offensively. So, you know, maybe what the hell. Yeah, and it's not, I guess, to, to kind of what Pat was saying, I don't know that, that in MLS you don't no. somewhat play or couldn't consider playing to win in in every game. Like, no team is so far and away better than, than every other team most of the time uh, that... That I would say you can't have and, and some hope of getting a, a response.
3: I guess, and I guess I felt out, of, out of seeing the lineup and seeing how it, it played out. I thought they did probably about the best they could. I thought Pano's setup was about the best you're going to get out of it. You're not, you're gonna, you're gonna bunker and counter, but the fact that it seemed like he had good attacking options on each side and you know, left, right, and down the middle, one or two break out and you've got a good, atta- you've got a good counter attack no matter where where it came from, and that's why I'm like, I thought Pano did it, but his subs were completely defensive, and you both played the game long enough. Defending, you get tired, and I thought that was the move to make. Yes,
0: defensive and, and, running and, and is that, worse than attacking running.
3: And at, the po- at that point in the game, I thought that was the idea. You get the defenders in there. You don't want to lose the game because you're gassed, and I thought all three moves, I thought made sense to me I didn't think there were any of those are bad um, as far as Panovich goes I thought that was probably one of the best coaching jobs he's done for a single game since he's been with the fire well of course then again that bar might not be the highest bar in the world
0: <laughs> I I just wonder when um, we're going to be able to have a, a team that we like and enjoy and is fun again in Chicago it's just I support them because they're there, and I, you know I, I really like Schweinsteiger, and they are our local team here. But it just it I, I want this to be fun and enjoyable again, and it's just it's just year after year, sort of like the team we support in, in England. <laughs> um, year after year, it's just like it's either they're bad or they're okay, but for that one glimmer of a half season, when they first catch Feinsteiger, they were good. And then that went down the tubes, but it's just, yeah, I, it feels like I'm supporting something that's just never going to ever in a league that's built on parody where a team can go from winning the titles to being the worst team to and anybody can, you know, anybody can, can succeed. I just don't think the fire ever will. At least not in the current setup. And maybe you know the current setup is going to change next year based on things. And maybe that'll do something. I don't know. But it's just, I want to have fun with this. And it's hard to. And so then I don't get as invested. Which is what I do with Arsenal, too. I I, I put up my defenses because I don't want to believe. Because I know that they're going to let me down. The fire is almost worse than that. Like, I, I absolutely, I'm almost positive they're going to let me down. Arsenal still gives me that glimmer of hope before they... <laughs> drop 11 of 12 points at the end of the season and fuck things <laughs> up. <laughs> before, they, before
1: they make it even worse.
3: Wow. And I was going to eventually segue to that, but I guess we can go to How that. How about now. that? Yeah. I was going to ask the same question when it comes to Arsenal. I know we talked about it way back when the pod started, and we, we had a long discussion. Each Like when I had you on it by yourself, Pat, we talked a lot about Arsenal and Chris on. We talked a lot about Arsenal. So now that we're at the end of the season, half glass, half empty or glass, half full with Arsenal, at half point?
0: empty for sure.
3: Uh,
0: and they're competing empty? for a European <laughs> trophy. Like it, it's they have <coughs> a very good chance of being in the final of the Europa League uh, based on what happens Thursday, which, you know. Anything can happen, it's, but <laughs> it's
3: sneaking and it's sneaking into a uh, Champions League spot. It really is. It
0: is now, yeah, because they're not going to. You know, I, I could see Spurs losing to Everton, but even if Arsenal managed to win a Premier League game, we're not reversing an eight-goal yeah. swing. So, I mean, that would be that would make for the greatest Saint Totteringham's day ever. But it's not happening. So
3: I don't know. I thought I thought a Spurs being Spurs, Saturday might have been. Peak Spurs being Spurs this past Saturday, by the way.
0: Yeah, but and and then and and then then, we
3: then we
1: tried to one up them on Sunday and almost did.
0: Arsenal had to do was win one of them. Yeah, one would have been good enough. Chelsea backed into third place just
3: by being okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I guess, and, and I guess I, I was shocked when I saw that. I'm like, Chelsea got third? They're not good.
0: Because somebody needed to.
3: I guess. I, you know what? You, you, it's kind of, and this is our Premier League talk that I think is better than anybody because it's, re, it's real reality-based, is Chelsea was not good for, I thought half the team quit at one point. Then you've got Arsenal, who's
0: oh yeah, they were talking about firing. Sorry, at one point, like it was, it got really ugly for them, and they're gonna finish third in the Premier League. Like,
3: and then you've got Emery, who's brand. You know, I get it. It's his first year. They had a ton of injury. I mean, they had cones as defenders at one point. I think yes.
0: Which when the Tottenham fans go, but we had injuries. You know what? You know, what? do you have the <laughs> swear? Can I can I swear, TJ? I think I you know
3: you. I've go already you've already dropped the f bomb, so we might go as fuck as well yourself,
0: Tottenham. Go fuck yourself because <laughs> you have not had to deal with no defenders. It, it's just oh, oh Gape Mouth isn't going to be there for a few weeks. You know what? You're fine. You're fine. All right. You fucking assholes. Yeah. Seriously, and yet they're going to finish ahead of us because yeah, because. None of the four teams wanted it.
1: Your entire back four hasn't gone down with injury. The subsequent four then went down with injury. And then there were also injuries in other parts of the field. But, oh, uh, Gary Perry got injured.
0: We have had to start Scordron Mustafi in big games. Yeah. And he will do something idiotic in every game, and then turn and blame all of his teammates in every game. I do not understand. That guy has a World Cup. I do not understand. I. It, it's. And then, sort of like the Chicago Fire with Arsenal, even if they somehow win a European trophy, win the Europa League, which I'll be happy with. Which you know, it brings up the argument: the Spurs making it to the final four. Or maybe depending on what happens uh, this week, the final you know, the final of um, the Champions League does, it, does that is that better than uh, winning a Europa League title? And the answer is, of course, it is. But I'm not going to argue that because it's, it's Spurs not winning a title again, which is funny. Um, but but yeah, the, the you know we might back into a Champions League spot by winning Europa League, and it, it, it even then, although we haven't been bad in the Europa League it still doesn't feel like we deserve it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we deserve any of this. And then it just doesn't feel like, especially if we don't get a champions league spot, there's, you know, there's not going to be any investment in the summer. If we do, maybe there'll be some, but really, if you look at what, you know, Pep's a bad example because Man City can spend as much money as they want, but look at what Klopp has done with Liverpool. That could have been Arsenal. He would have probably been our coach. If, if the old man wanted to step down and the owner had any interest in winning this could be us Had any
3: interest in the team
0: yeah i mean it's i I did love
3: i I was going to ask the question does he know he owns arsenal
0: Uh, he's aware of it because he has people clear out the toilets there but (laughs) um...
1: (laughs) well he's aware of it because he he collects the check but like my my real problem is and not only does he not care if if we don't win anything, because like I can understand, I guess, owning a team and not wanting to spend the kind of money it costs to win things, because that's a losing proposition. I understand it; it makes sense to me.
0: When you, especially when you're going up against but, Shake mansour uh, yeah, like yeah, you can just outspend you left and right. But you know what? What?
1: But but liver. But I, yeah, like, you know what when, though? When, but the when, counter on I that mean, is he, he doesn't even care for better than than a certain other team say that, that resides somewhere near us. And maybe we've had a long-term issue with them.
0: He only Uh, cares that the value of the team will be more when he goes to sell it. And with the, the way the TV contracts go in the premier league, even though we went from a top team in Europe to kind of a top four team in the premier league to now a top six team in the premier league, and you know you've had the fear for a long time chris that this is going to be a continue to be a downward slide uh, he's still going to make more he's still going to sell it for a lot more than he bought it for so that's all he really cares if about
1: if and it. when he sells like right. you know if if he would do it this year next year fine at least there'd be at least there'd be light at the end of the tunnel my real issue is that quite frankly i don't see him selling until he dies or the the team no longer becomes profitable, which basically means we've been relegated.
0: You might be, you know, you had the idea that uh, you were hoping something Bob Craftish would happen to him. Yeah, and uh, that may be the only. I had
1: that idea oh. before it happened to Bob Craft.
0: You did, yes, you did, and it was it, it was very funny when it happened to Bob Craft <laughs> because that was your idea for Stan Kroenke, which you know another deadbeat MLS owner. It it. It just happened to the wrong one. Um,
2: yeah,
0: but yeah, it's it is funny. Like the, even the Rapids were complaining about him, and you know, they were saying like you know, Bayern Munich's partnership with with FC Dallas has been a lot more fruitful than two teams that are owned by the same guy have no relationship. Like I don't know what the Rapids would do for Arsenal. At least FC Dallas has a has a you know. A huge youth system that that produces players but but seriously like it 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 just speaks to the fact that he doesn't care he did he he doesn't care and he cares about getting a stadium built in la and he cares about the the overall value of the investments he doesn't care if these teams win and if he did you would see arsenal winning because it as i've said a, a million times before and i think tottenham to their credit is doing a good job seizing upon this but To play in the largest city, in the biggest, most exposed league in the entire planet of any sport, you're in a prime spot to be successful. And for up until very recently, they had the biggest, nicest, newest stadium. And, you know, I I think back when when Arsene Wenger was saying that, that, you know, we're on the road to success and even um, Ivan Gazeta said that we could be Bayern Munich, they could have. If they did it right, but that takes, you know, and
1: and now now we're worse off than ever. Yeah, yeah, we we should just stay at Highbury. Quite, quite frankly, if if we don't make Champions League, I don't believe that Aaron Ramsey truly gets replaced. And I completely agree. And 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 my take then is we're at best a mid-table team, and then. Like I, we're not a top, we're not a top 10 team in the premier league right now without Aaron Ramsey in, 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 in the squad. You, look, we can't finish lower than sixth right now, but that's just because we're running out of time. Well, let, Give let us let another me, month and we could have,
3: would have. I was going to ask the next question I was going to ask. Cause you were kind of, you hit on Aaron Ramsey. Why are they letting him go? I, I don't track that all the way.
0: Because they didn't want to pay him that amount of money. <laughs>
3: because,
1: yeah. He was, he was too expensive. And like, I can understand it on, on one side in terms of he's been too injury-plagued. Um, I said, I mean, look, I was for selling him years ago. And quite, quite frankly, Pat and I had this conversation years ago. I said, you just pick one of him or Jack Wilshere and you sell the other one. Because they were both getting hurt. Like You couldn't you couldn't yeah. count on which yeah, one was going to be healthy next season. You just pick one and you hope you got the right one. And if not, well, sometimes shit doesn't go your way. But... You made some money and you went and tried you tried new direction. You just pick one and you go with it. And even a couple of years ago, like even even really after Wilshire should have been gone because he'd been on injury for so long, I was okay with selling Ramsey too while we had like Alexis and Ozil, because it was like he's he's kind of the odd man out. Take the money and go find somebody that fits okay. with yep. these two. Because the problem back then was He wanted to be Ozil, but Ozil was playing too well, so Ramsey wasn't getting the spots, and Ozil wasn't coming out because he was playing too well. Well, you know, now it's like, what? What are we going to do? Realistically, even the players that I want to stay all have to be on the up for consideration (sighs) to sell because you got to make some money now.
0: Actually, you you know, the,
1: the kind of money that this team needs isn't going to be given to it by its owner. So you're gonna have to come up with it somewhere, one way or another.
0: And if you're looking at, you know, who you might or would want to keep on this team, who has done well, it's the two forwards, and one of them is now gonna have the opportunity probably to go to Barcelona, and I don't know why you wouldn't
1: take that if you're. Yeah, left. I mean, so if 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 Barcelona is truly offering 80 million. There's is that. Why would you not go? I seriously, I, like honestly, yeah. Regardless of he, he may be the like I, I've heard a lot of people say he's the player of the season. My take is that was Ramsey, but um is right there though. I mean, he's at a really I, good year. I, I I would agree. Lacazette is right up there. That said, eighty million for a player right now, I would absolutely take it. So, so grant uh, now 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 granted, that's only if we're going to turn around and, and replace.
0: And it's just crazy right, with it. Basically. Right. This just sucks because, like, we shouldn't have to care how much money they're bringing in for any given player.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. I know the money is there to be spending a lot more than they are. I don't expect him to do what Sheikh Mansour does, but I know the money is there to spend more. And it's just, you know, look at it, there was a list that came out, what, six months ago about the current Premier League owners and. Only one had not invested a single dollar in his own club.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. One, Stan Kroenke. It,
1: well, it, and it's it's the only team in what the top four leagues of England or something in which that's the case too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, when when even I don't know, um, Sunderland has has invested money. <laughs>
2: And then be-
1: you you know something's wrong, but like that's where that's where it just comes down to be. Stan is a fucking asshole. Like this is where I, I truly wish terrible things upon him, and I'm being nice to only say I wish terrible things upon him because
3: right after you just you just, call them, just, right just you just, call them a fucking asshole. I, well, I appreciate you know that. You're, you're just being. Subject, you're, you're just Walmart being an sucks asshole. Too.
1: Walmart <laughs> is shit too. I'm cool with that. Yeah, but I mean like. You're, you're just being an asshole. Like, I, I, what, what I was getting at before was I can understand if you don't want to spend the kind of money it costs to win something. That's expensive. It can get ridiculous. I get it. But Fucking you don't even care one. to invest your, your, I don't know, attention enough to recognize that it means something to the fans that you're going to be worse than their biggest rival. This is your team now. That's your rival now. And you don't care if they're better than you because it means more to you to to make a buck off off now, these people off off your your customers effectively. Now like, Tottenham has been no shit respect in
0: its, its own you. team in the last few cycles either. Like so, it's it's not yeah, like yeah. I mean, we, we bought a Aubameyang in and Lacazette not long ago. So yeah. it's, it, it, Tottenham has still had more success because they're better run, um, and we are. And I express this fear to you, Chris. We are at a point where. You know, if there's talks about the European Super League going on, Tottenham's been left out of those at at this point, and Arsenal has been included, but you could very easily make the argument that they have the nicer, newer stadium, and they have had more success recently, at least Arsenal's got trophies still, but they've put the pressure on teams a lot more than we have, (laughs) and you could say,
2: oh, maybe it's just Tottenham,
0: you know, they're in the Champions League Final Four, maybe Tottenham gets that bid. And then it, you, you suddenly have long term
1: destruction uh, destruction could. of Arsenal. Yeah. So I, I honestly right. I, I do believe his ownership will be the, the death of Arsenal. And, and and maybe not the complete death of the of the club itself, but I mean the death of like quality. The death we, of of any chance or any hope of, of a championship of any kind. Uh, You know, this is where I I do think he's uh, cronkey is penny wise, pound foolish, where all he's caring about is, is the, you know, the, the bit of money he's, he's getting paid as, as whatever his consulting fee every year from, from the club. But it's like if he invested a little bit, he has the potential to make much greater returns. And I understand that it gets volatile there. And if you truly want to compete like for Champions League, at this point, you got to spend ridiculously. He doesn't want to get into that because if you don't make the right purchase, you just wasted money and it's a huge drain.
0: Again, but, you don't, though. I mean, with two of the finalists, don't spend a ton of money. Yeah. You don't have to. Three. Liver- Liverpool's even done well.
1: Need, we need a ton of money to even get to that point, though. Well, because, because we, we have so to overcome far... being poorly run. Yeah. yeah so you so can have an idea. The that...
0: I think Liverpool and Tottenham and Ajax have all proven that you can have an idea and a plan and execute it well and have success. It's just that we don't have an idea or a plan. We don't execute anything well. And we don't have the kind of money or we don't have the owner who will spend the kind of money to overcompensate for it. Yeah. So
3: So let me let me kind of wired in shit. Well, but let me let me step back cuz Liverpool Liverpool like you said, they don't spend either. They don't spend what they I don't mean, have.
1: Like you you can't say they don't
3: spend, but yeah,
1: like they've they've done a much better job of finding players who increase in value and then selling them at their maximum value. Also, they've done something smart that I can't figure out why the f- Arsenal won't do, but you get a player to sign a new contract and then you sell them under the new contract. So sure. you get money. Like you agree to them. Look, play for us for this season. Well, all right. And, and we'll sell you.
3: So I thought like, no, we just let you, people then you, go on freeze. Then, I, yeah. Yeah. Then the, you, the Aaron Ramsey I, going on a free Air I will agree. Aaron the, Ramsey, the Aaron and Ramsey Sanchez, going, both
1: of them. Yeah. The, the the way we ran those out, that was absolutely idiotic. That was the, the stupidest, again, most piss poorly run thing I've ever seen in terms I, of running a.
3: I felt like I felt like with Alexi. Club. They they got rid of Alexi Sanchez about at the right time because he hasn't exactly. Well, I, I, I'm not saying he hasn't it wasn't a the the right world time. leader for Man United. Uh, I'm not about. saying it wasn't the right time. At that point, I thought because we weren't
1: going to invest in the team the way he needed it and the way he he was expecting or demanding, we needed to sell him. My point was, you get him to sign a contract and then you sell him next summer under this new contract, so he's gotten some of the money he wanted, but you also gave him the promise, we're going to sell you so he knows it's coming, he's cool with it, he gets what he wants, we get what we want, and we get paid when you leave. Isn't this exactly what Liverpool did with Suarez? It's what Liverpool did with Suarez, it's what they did with Coutinho. That's right, yeah. And and those guys have turned into huge signings
3: for them. Well, okay, so le- let me let me throw this. Because as much as you guys have been bagging on Stan Kroenke, which is entertaining as hell to me, don't get me wrong, <laughs> two of his other properties are one's about to go to game six tomorrow and the other one's going to about is closing in and closing out with the Portland trailblazer. So some of his other properties are okay, but that, that aside, okay. That aside, um, Emery, I mean, just this, because, this because they
1: a, sometimes f- succeed, it, right. It, it, but, it doesn't mean like, it's not like, um, it's not like the nuggets have a history of like, Oh, look at how awesome they are. You know?
3: No, but like the NBA, you get, you have to build, you, you have to draft whatever, and and they've done that. Now let me ask you this question: How much it, of the uh, challenges Arsenal's facing at this point are because they, they let they let the old man hang around for they, they let the old man hang around a couple years too many?
0: Well, considering a couple, but considering that they could have had Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp come in a few years ago when those guys were making themselves available um, or should have at least attempted that, it, it, that would have been the, the obvious decision, but Arson wasn't sure about what he wanted to do. And for some reason he got to hold the club over the barrel. So um, yeah, that, that's it,
3: it's, it's, Is it, is it too late to, is it too late to throw Emery under the bus and say he's terrible or is it that every it's going to, or does Emery need a little bit of time considering what he the cupboard was almost empty. And he it's empty. he,
0: in the last week, has made some piss poor yeah. team decisions. But I don't think you fire him unless you have an idea of who's coming in and the, and how they might be better. I, otherwise, I'm fine well, no, getting that, another year. That would
3: year. be my next question: Who's out there? Who's out there or potentially could be out there that is better than what than Emory at this point?
1: I mean, if you got the money, a lot of people are out there, but. Um, I shouldn't say if you've got the money. If you're willing to spend the money, a lot of people are out there. But um, you know, who, a, a lot a lot of people. Hell, you you can buy a coach from another team. You know, like absolutely. I, who, like, who who would, would I say I you? want to go? With? I don't know. Do you do you go with Allegri again? Like like we wanted to. Thomas um, Tugel.
0: I'm sure uh, PSG maybe. wants to fire him for failing in the Champions League. So. Yeah.
1: Um, but so anyway, like I, I guess. Um, well, whatever. So, so yeah. Who's available? I don't know if it matters. I mean, look, Zidane quit, and and Real managed to get him back. You know, if you throw the right money or whatever, whatever, whatever someone wants at them, you can find somebody, even if you have to steal them from somebody else. Uh, but to me, like, it's concerning that I don't know what Emery's style is exactly. But I also don't know if he had a. He, like, he's basically got three players in the last, since since he came on board. Two midfielders, so I, I guess you could say three midf- midfielders. One of whom barely played was just on loan and, and got hurt immediately and is done. But like, you know, two of those signings were good, but they're not enough to turn a team around. So. But- and and you in, know, in
0: January, when it was clear an investment needed to be made, they and, got and Dennis was, Suarez, who didn't really made, play plus. Yeah, yeah they, that was a, you know, a loan deal. Like they, they, they made no investment. When it was clear, your defense is depleted, but you're still hanging yeah. around in the Premier League. You're doing okay. You, yeah. you went on a long... Look how good they were when they were at full strength.
1: Yeah, most of your defenses hurt. You... You have to do something. On top of it, you're kind of doing all right in this Europa League. You did pretty well last season. You have a chance to do better. Invest and maybe you start. I mean, the real problem, like last year, we had a shot at at winning Europa League, but we again didn't do shit in January. I mean, I, we we did get Aubameyang then, right?
0: That's pretty good. That's a pretty um, good. Well, a pretty, like, but
1: yeah, but, yeah but, that that's pretty good. If, but but realistically, he couldn't. Uh, was it no? It was Mkhitaryan who couldn't play for us, right? Yes. Uh, but, uh, uh, no,
0: Albaniyan mean couldn't play for us in Europa League last, last year, right?
1: Yeah, uh, they they bo- that, that would both be the case. No, wait. Now I can't remember. I I, I wasn't I wasn't planning uh, planning to have this conversation, so now I can't think of it. But like my my point was just we didn't fix the real holes we had at the time when it was like you know we. Again, you know, it's like every year we have the same problems of, oh, our defense is hurt because we have either really young guys or really old guys, and either the really young guys still haven't learned to play it yet, or need more playing time, or get too many stupid fouls because they're young, and the old guys get hurt. So we keep ending up having to run Mustafi out, and Mustafi's not. For a long time, I've defended him. He's not, but uh, all, all, although my, my comment's always been, he's not a number one central defender. At this point, I don't even want him as the number two, but um, I, yeah. the problem was we had to keep sticking him in there as a number one because our number, our, right. our actual number ones were always gone. And and we didn't do anything about it last year, and we didn't win Europa League pretty much for that reason. We didn't do anything about it this year. And maybe maybe we can win Europa League. Like... Frankfurt, I think, has a good shot of, of uh, getting past Chelsea. But that said, we don't know if we can go away and actually win Thursday right now when we go to uh, Valencia. And while we don't have to win we got to be careful the number of goals we give up and looking at what we've done lately i don't know if you can be secure in that
0: yeah i am not confident they'll win it all i'm also not confident they'll get an away goal which means things could get hairy pretty quickly. Yeah. so
3: so i mean and real and realistically an away goal and this tie in theory should be over
1: you would think yeah i mean You'd like, for, don't.
3: fortunately that that third goal certainly helped
1: um but last week, I mean, but um yeah, like God, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we have to do to to to, to ensure this to, to ensure we make the final and then I don't know, Chelsea might actually, who the hell knows what, you, what what you get with Chelsea if they make it like one game, they're awesome one game they're shit like they're they're sure. they're, they're 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 every bit, as arsenally as we've ever been right now. Um, but they seem to actually be playing well again, so now you got to be afraid of them. Frankfurt, I tend to think Chelsea's the better team, but Frankfurt is in a better position, I would
0: say. I, right now. I think I'm more scared of, of Frankfurt at this point. But I, I, the thing I can't decide with Chelsea is, does the fact that they already have Champions League qualification, which, by the way, is good news if you're a Pulisic fan, um, does the fact that they already they have already qualified for the Champions League Help them because it takes the pressure off, and so they can play more relaxed, or does it hurt them because they just don't care about it as much? And I, I tend to believe they still care,
1: it's a big trophy. I, I tend to believe it probably takes the pressure off them because even if they lose, they'll go, Yeah, but whatever, we're playing in a better league next year anyway. Yeah, um, but like it, it's not going to make them just not care because in the end, it's still a trophy. Everybody wants to win a trophy, you know, at this point, the FA Cup doesn't mean a lot, but
3: it's still yeah. nice to win it. And Arsenal are the kings of the FA Cup these in the last few years, right? Yeah, they
0: yeah. were a few years ago.
3: Yeah, um, they they had a nice run there where that was all they were winning. But
0: also, guys, Liverpool is going to finish with ninety-seven points this year, probably, and not win the championship. Yeah, how about that? That's insane. It
3: it, it, it absolutely is, and the and I, the thing with Liverpool, if they when they don't win, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm really not. I'm kind of torn there. But I'm the, qua- the quality, the quality that they had, and that team, Man City, you, Man City, you'd expect it from, and I guess even Liverpool, but it wasn't like they're ninety-seven points and they're lucky to have ninety-some. They're good. They're, really, they're really unbelievably good. Yeah, and
0: they're,
3: and they're fun to watch. And um, and they're going
0: to get bounced by Barcelona, but. I mean, think about it. Like that, they're getting off at Barcelona.
3: I I was going to say, I think was that I thought it was you. I saw it was either on Twitter or text message. Was like, when the greatest player in the world does greatest player in the world things, sometimes it doesn't matter who you are. You just gotta you're gonna appreciate that. And that goal Messi scored. You know,
0: it, it's it, like porn. It really is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like so some of the stuff that I you see that dude I do, is just
0: like thing. you just sit there and you watch it over and over again and just like grunt. You know, like, it, it's amazing.
3: I wouldn't have gone we're that. So
0: far lucky. It, but, <laughs> we're but so again, lucky to get to watch that dude play.
3: And, and how many times do you see it on Twitter? And it, it's, it's a Twitter thing. And it's just we live in a time where. When all the world's going to shit. But we get to see Messi, and yeah.
0: it's, he's magical. Like it's it, really, he really
3: it, is. He it, that it's 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 truly it's magical to watch. And I know, I believe both of us. You know, all of us have discussed at one time the Messi versus Ronaldo. To me, it's not even an argument. It, Messi does not, that, Messi does things that just you're like, holy. And
0: if crap, you think he does he's things the f- don't best understand. player, if you think he's the yeah. best player in the world, you're out of your. Fucking mind.
1: Dead. If he died tomorrow, he'd still be better than the fifth player. Think <laughs> of that. You, yeah.
3: He didn't rape anybody. Player. So we got that going he didn't for him. Too. Anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to stand on his tippy toes and he's short because he doesn't care because he knows he's the best. Like it's 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 just ins- Like, yes, modric had a nice season because he made some finals. Yes, uh, you know, Mosala was very, very good, and he's fun to watch. And, yes, Ronaldo's awesome, but L- L-
3: L- does, does, Messi, does play. Messi, does, Messi, does Messi get the Jordan treatment? How, I mean, how many yeah, – uh, Yes,
0: I've said get, this before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah,
3: every absolutely. year.
0: Michael Jordan should have won the NBA, NBA MVP every single season he played, except for the one-year 86 where he was hurt.
3: I was going to say we broke his leg or whatever. Yeah, he was
0: the best player in the NBA for his entire run with the bulls. So,
3: so you There's start, no just to, so you start expecting those numbers, yes. that level of quality. It is from the Pestle. same thing. And when somebody else steps up, you're like, you know what? They can have it this year.
0: And it, you want know the I actually was thinking this too. They're sort of the same in that the whole country kind of liked the bulls. Like everybody kind of likes Barcelona, except unless they are your rival, everybody kind of likes Barcelona. Everybody kind of liked the bulls. Cause it's just amazing to
3: watch. I was going to say they're they're easy on the eyes
2: to yeah, watch. It's, it's
3: they're styli- stylistically it's not you know you turn into watch Barcelona stylistically it's going to be easy to watch. It's not going to be like watching any Mourinho coach team which is just bunker and You're suck. exactly
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Only, only,
3: I was going to say the only thing entertaining about Mourinho coach teams is to see Mourinho react on the sideline and just waiting to see if he actually punches somebody. That was about. It. <laughs> see if he now, gets in a now, fight. Now I'm going to fingers. digress to full U.S. fan TV minivan dad level of quality analysis you need here. I want to see a game with Mourinho on one sideline and and um, Maradona on the other sideline and see what happens.
0: <laughs> Mourinho is at least calculated.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Maradona, but Maradona
2: would be coculated so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we've beaten that that one to it. That, that horse completely dead and it's dead several times over. I didn't expect 20 minutes of arsenal talk, but we got it tonight. So <laughs> I want to move <laughs> into another topic here. And this is um and I, I reference this as the big fish in the little pond. There's something on Twitter, and it, the, the, it was, FC Cincinnati paid, and it's Chris Killahan. I'm going to kill his name. I apologize. FC Cincinnati paid $200 million or so for the privilege to do what they're already doing in USL. They never needed MLS. In USL, they were remarkable as a team that could pull in 30000 Now they're nothing special and a couple hundred million lighter in the bank account for that privilege. So he's basically saying... That FC Cincinnati was better off as the big fish in the little pond
2: versus
3: probably, you know, for now the little fish in the big pond until they get their stadium built and so on and so forth. Kind of like what Minnesota to a level degree, what Minnesota United was in NASL versus what they are now. Is there any true, any sort of logic or any sort of world where that makes sense? It, that's my first question. And the next question yeah. is There's, other than, than fantasy land.
0: If you're one of these people who hates MLS because it's a closed system and you can only support other leagues, then, then yeah, in your fantasy world, it's better to be a lower division team. But I, I think that for Cincinnati and for Sacramento... Um,
3: I was going to say, part, Sacramento's not exactly going, MLS, no, we don't want you.
0: It, it's the, only the draw...
3: The only team that I think has ever told MLS we don't want you around is New York Cosmos, and mm-hmm. I
0: part of they're, the draw they're, they're coming teams. to
3: they're coming to Wauwatosa to play uh,
1: the Milwaukee Torrent this summer. Are you going?
0: People wearing yeah. Cosmos shirts are,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Those are basically just shirts at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think part of the draw is that they could be an MLS team. You're trying, you're, you're grassroots trying to show that your your city. Uh, loves this team and loves soccer and, and trying to show that you can be an MLS team. So I, I think that part of the reason why Cincinnati was drawing and, and, and why Sacramento draws is because of the chance that that team could be an MLS. And I, I, I know that you know for some of the fans there, they don't care. They're just there to support soccer. But I think by and large, people would rather have the chance that Zlatan could be in their town or you know the chance that – their successful team is actually winning the top trophy in the country, and not a, a lesser trophy. And I, you know, you can make the pro rel argument all day long, but MLS is still the top league. I'd still rather play in MLS. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's cachet to to playing in the best league, um, and and that alone has value to it. Now, yeah, I get that. Oh, they spent all this money, and and what did it get them? Well, it got them on TV regularly. Uh, not not to say that like USL games not really. don't, don't get on TV. I, I know, not really,
3: I know. because it's FC Cincinnati, I, and they would they have ESPN know, plus we'll and still, then whatever that other one that DC United. What I, what I mean DC. is
1: like what I mean is like USL games aren't getting on you know on, on regular broadcast TV. I
3: was gonna say they get the occasional ESPN News or ESPN Two slot, but yeah, that's. I, I was gonna say they're they're not making Sports Center.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, no matter what happens, uh, I, maybe if a dog ran onto the field and
2: a, I'd a, say or like
1: a pigeon flew through and a ball hit it and it
3: exploded like, a, <laughs>
1: Randy
2: uh, Randy Johnson. Johnson.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think they get, they'll, they'll hit the goal of the week or they'll hit the top 10 with the goals, with some of the goals. they Like, you know,
1: that, that's where there, there are things that MLS gets above USL or, or, you know, any of the lower leagues. Um, also, there's the fact that I don't know how many people can name three USL teams,
3: other than me. Well, I,
1: I'm I I, I was kind of leaving this like let, let's let's take us out of the equation. You know, we'll even take I'm not sure. I, our, I, I, our wouldn't wager, I wouldn't wager on Pat equation. knowing three MLS teams. But, um, I I don't know if I would know three USL teams. I probably do, but like I have to start thinking about are they in USL? Uh
3: um, like you
1: this know sounds, that's where this like. Sounds...
3: This sounds like a segment that would be worth recording would be USL team or not. <laughs> I, I do have a, I'll admit I do have a
0: hard time remembering if they're USL team or not. and I, I could name but I could name three, I'm sure. But some of the ones I would name would not be USL teams.
1: <laughs> well, <and> I, <laughs> I was going to say part of it. You can also say could be like, uh, you know, the MLS two team, you know.
3: Yeah. Take those out of the equation. Go to the but independent team yeah, teams and it, yeah it, it does get harder for those that aren't soccer nerds like I am, which is my so, the show. Is...
1: Anyway, my my point is just you know, if if you follow soccer at all in this country, you at least know probably the MLS teams. So like a, a fair number of the MLS teams. You know, you could probably figure it out if you had to, you know? Sure. And that's that's just like a base level of following soccer. I I think you have to be somewhat invested to know USL teams. And it's just because there's no there's no real cachet to, or they're not the same kind of cachet to USL. There's not the same attention to it. There's not the same branding behind it. There's not the same focus on it. There's not the same care about it, the same coverage of it. So it doesn't get the same respect. And to say that, oh, you know, they, they paid $200 million or whatever, well, I'm not saying the MLS and entry, entry fee isn't ridiculous. But they they did it because there's
3: you know that breaks down there's down to something to being six, an MLS. you know that breaks down realistically to about six million dollars a team it really is what, what do you mean six six million dollars
1: to the,
3: the although the the rest of the existing teams in MLS it breaks down to about six million a team or something ridiculous like it it's not a ton of money to each team yeah it's not like this golden parachute it's at this point it isn't. I don't know if it ever has been necessarily, but so I, I guess with, you know, in, in FC since So I, I guess the consensus is the concept of them staying in USL is stupid. And, and is what you're kind of getting at. I mean,
1: look, if, if they felt like they weren't getting a good deal, like I, I whatever, they're, they're free to their opinion, but, um, to say, oh, well, see, they're not doing any better because they're in MLS. Well, they were overachieving for USL, so I, I, I don't. It, it seems like um, it, it, it,
3: you're, you're demanding a lot, you know. Sure. And I, I guess I threw it out there because it was kind of. It, it kind of struck me as a question of. It made me think for a little bit, and then the more I thought of, it, I'm like, nah, that is kind of crazy in that, in the sense of would 30,000 people show up in an FC Cincinnati game when there's no hope of them going to MLS would 30,000 maybe initially but would it continue
0: no and that was my point TJ it wouldn't it yeah. it, it just would the the, uh, the hope of going to MLS and the proving to the country that you are a a soccer city was part of the reason they were drawing so much
3: which it, it, the same same argument was and Sacramento done it longer. I, I will give them a ton of credit yeah, for that. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing. It's, it's the hope of them. Phoenix rising. It's the same thing. It's the hope of MLS. They got in some and, and then winning to go with it. Which, is,
1: I mean, I guess you would say then is an example of like moving the goalposts to say, well, see, they should be doing better in MLS, right? Because it's better. Maybe. I don't know. And I don't know if the problem is about results. Well,
3: hey, Chicago is a team that they don't worry about results. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say how many teams truly succeed in their first season. But well, the Fire Ooh. won
3: the double. Atlanta United was decent. I think Seattle. Won I, the I was. Yeah, I was. Few, I was just about yeah. to say like,
1: we can we can discount basically. Uh, uh, the Fire. They won the double. They their won... first year. Did they? I was thinking it was yeah. the quarter yeah. Shield the first year, and
0: then it was no. They won the double their first year. The Bob, they did not want the want they
3: they Hey, they but now at what point? Speaking of, we're going to go back to the fire for this question. Then we're going to move on probably shortly thereafter. Should the fire recognize on their wall of seeing they put that cranes award or whatever or the uh, up on the, the,
0: the up JD there. Power and a JD hits. Power
3: should they recognize the two-time Wooden Spoon award-winning? If you're putting JD Power up, shouldn't you recognize the? the you would think, yeah. Read? I mean,
0: it's it's an honor to. Uh, it's a trophy. It's basically it's trophy. because we don't have pro rel. It's basically unprecedented to finish it, last in the league two times in a row.
3: And <laughs> it is a, tr- and because of that, it is now a trophy that exists.
0: Yes, it's true.
3: It, it, there's quality to that, so. And now we're going to go to another. You know, seeing we're talking about the wooden spoon and whether that should be recognized at Toyota Park and or Sea Geek Field or whatever it is, which I feel it should be, um, I think we need to finish with with our question of the week, which we did get from one mixed discrood or discrood <laughs> mix at, at discrood mix. From South Korea. It might be in South Korea. You never know. He could be in Colorado smoking some weed too. Hard to say. How many games does it take? Greg Berhalter to realize that Polisic is a winger, and Mix is the truth. So we'll start with you, Patrick, on this one.
0: <laughs> I am not going to dispute that Mix is the truth. I mean, I think he is. I think that's fair. I think it's it's uh, it's definitely true that, that Mix Diskerud is the uh, greatest Norwegian American dual national that's ever played soccer. Is he um, the
3: greatest? Is he the greatest number ten the U.S. men's national team has ever had?
0: He is the greatest number 10 who took the jersey and spot of a legend in going into a World Cup unfairly and then uh, had some special hats made and then fizzled away. But did Donovan have the hair? No, and honestly Donovan's never signed with Man City either for oh, true for true. a paperwork move. So
1: technically um,
3: speaking, Mix does play for Man City.
1: Uh, excuse me, is owned by Man City. Right. Right, so is I mean,
3: he, and is, has anybody checked? Is he actually playing in South Korea at this point? Or is yeah,
1: he cleaning um, for toilets? Uh, somebody, somebody Hyundai.
3: I assume wherever you wherever watch Hyundai it, is, TJ.
0: Don't you based. watch the yeah. K League? Isn't it on ESPN Plus? I'm guess, just guessing. It is.
3: Well, you have ESPN Plus, so you know the answer to that question. It, it, I honestly don't
0: remember if it's on there. It is I not. I don't watch everything on there.
3: Neither do I. I get no. I I have no idea if it's on, I. No, it is not on ESPN Plus, and I have no idea where he's. Pl- it, with the time zone difference, eh, probably a little harder to watch too. Well, then again, it is. Well, anyway. So. Um,
0: but yeah, Pulisic. So I like Pulisic as a wide player. You do. I do. I'm not going to be opposed to him playing in the middle for the U.S., but I. If we've got somebody who can play in the middle, I'm fine with him playing wide. He's very dangerous and fast.
3: So. And you know what? We started with a goofy question by Discord, Group, but I do want to kind of – because we do have Hack guy Pat and Chris from U.S. Fan TV, we do need to talk a little bit about U.S. men's national team, and we'll finish with Christian Pulisic. His form has been decent of late, yes, or true or false? Yeah. False. I mean, in I mean a very well, late, in true. Very, very recent, yes. Yeah,
0: he scored, but other than – before that, he was hurt for a long time, so – Sure,
3: I mean, but to see him finishing on a solid over Dortmund –
0: the goal was awesome yeah it was very very pretty and, and
1: it, it he had a good
3: very, game
0: yeah um, I and he will be in the Champions League next year so it, it I'm really excited to see what he can do for Chelsea not that I want Chelsea to succeed but I kind of do just for his sake
1: well I mean they may be uh, not able to sign anyone else so true
0: it's, it's kind hard. of like when when Deuce went to Tottenham. I didn't want where
3: San Antonio, Chris San Antonio.
0: Oh. I didn't I didn't want Deuce to fail. It is it, this Just is actually? Team. Good,
1: yeah, I I actually I wanted well, him to score like five goals a game and his team to get at least six scored against them.
0: I kind it's a lesser feeling with with I don't hate Chelsea as much as Tottenham and I like Pulisic more than. Dempsey, so I I have a I have softer feelings toward Chelsea and, and um and uh Polisic, but um but yeah it's kind of the same thing. I, I wish him very well. Just not really, really well. <laughs> it's not like Arsenal's gonna win the title though, so if Polisic won it that'd be pretty cool.
3: It's not like Chelsea's gonna win the title. If you're not Liverpool or Man City, does anybody stand a chance in the next couple of years?
1: Well, I think Chelsea will struggle because of their issue uh, with... Yeah. Um, Financial with, fair play. Yeah. But then on top of it, that Abramovich seems to be
3: is not he prepare- as open is he- to, to is he spending money anymore. I was going to say, is he preparing for the Hague? Is that kind of what he's doing?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Things and- not so good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And and when is financial fair play going to ca- catch up to Man City?
0: Uh, when it does, I think you'll see Pep Guardiola go back to Bayern or something like that. Maybe. I don't. Yeah, I, um, yeah.
1: The 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 real problem, and, and, and this is like this does annoy me about about City is that they're so openly flaunting it.
0: Yeah, there's you absolutely know, I, no I, question that I these sponsorship I get, I get deals that, aren't worth what they're they're yeah, alleging they're worth. He,
1: 800 million or 80, I what 80 million. I think it is for the toilets. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's very clear that while they may be following the letter of the law, they are violating the spirit of the law. Like, but it's, it's, like, I, it's like, like, like when Ryan Brown got all that Sarah
0: money in. to be the spokesperson for the Qatari world cup. It's, it's, Bullshit! It's yeah. clearly it, it, bullshit. It, no, it, it
3: truly is, and that and, and that's why you know as much as it seems like everybody minus Katie Nolan and Joe Scarbor Joe Scarborough want Liverpool to fail and Man City to win. I don't have a dog in the in the hunt. I fully admit it, but yet I would ra- I would rather see Liverpool. I have a dog hate. in the hate. I know you do. You, <laughs> but it's equal hate. I think for you, Chris. No, I I hate Liverpool. Exactly. And, and and that's just it is I hate Liverpool less than I hate Man City because at least when I feel I with Liverpool and Klopp that they have built that team the right way versus Man City and the money. Sure the only I, thing I the only thing I can defend Man City for is as much money as they spent in buying their titles, they do invest back in their you know, they they've built state of the art training facility in New York, they've or like probably Long Island and then they've what they've built in Manchester or suburban Manchester, they've done some really good things with that, but it just feels dirty. It it really I does.
1: And I I it, don't defend them at all. I mean, my, my take on them is it, they're they're scum basically. But um, they're not going to steal your wheels. At at least, yeah. <laughs> at least uh, they're they're not scouts. Uh, at least they're at least you can kind of go. Yeah, but they cheat. You know, and, and that's a valid response. Like, okay, great. You won. You cheated. Everyone knows you cheated. You cheated right in front of us. You cheated while telling us, I didn't cheat. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm literally watching of, It's
3: kind cheat. of like, when he- like Kind of like winning the Kentucky Derby this past weekend. I,
0: I separate, though, the, the cheating and the dislike of both teams from the fact that I really, really like both managers. And I really, really like watching to see what both of those teams can do. So, I, like, the, the see, soccer on the field and the managers, I really admire.
3: To me, and, you, and you've and you always had that that soccer man crush on Pep, and I've never quite understood oh, that all the way he has an through. even bigger
1: one for Klopp.
3: I well, do. I, the one, the one for Klopp, I understand fully. I, I agree with the one on Klopp, Klopp. is. I,
0: I made them both in the, uh, the an emojis and sent. I had them discussing things with each other when I was sending them to Chris this week.
3: And I wasn't included. In yeah, I don't I know why about. you didn't send them to
0: me. I should send them both to you. They, they're pretty awesome.
3: But at the same, it's just I feel like, like I said, I, I, I always equate Pep kind of to Phil Jackson. Is he a great manager? Yeah, he absolutely is. But he needs the players around him to do it. Where. I don't. Th- I don't get that same sense with Klopp. I think Klopp is really that brilliant of a mind. He'll make every team better. Klopp he doesn't. Need- he, he, do-
1: he doesn't. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He doesn't yeah. need him. He doesn't need the talent in front of him first before he wins. He he can make.
0: He, he also. Things- he feels like uh, of any manager in any sport, the guy I'd most want to play. Like the guy who would get me most excited about. Doing whatever he's asking me to do, just just because of his his personality. Pep seems, especially when you watch that that uh the Amazon series,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he seems brilliant and he seems he's interesting. I think they're both, you know, really smart and really interesting. But I would prefer to play for Klopp because I th- I,
3: th- I think I love him. I, I, I think most people would, and um I I just think also that- just like creepy Germans because. Well, there's um, that. I, you're more likely to find Pep stuck at a bar somewhere, or face down in a gutter after getting hammered in, a, or not Pep, uh, Klopp, yeah. face down in a gutter after getting hammered at a night. So, I want to say that that about covers it. But I don't know if we ever covered. Did we cover being dads this week yet? Or did we kind? Did I let you guys ramble you, too much on Arsenal?
0: We have not covered that. No.
3: <laughs> Do we, we are wanna dads. Cover it? Do we want to cover it?
0: It's your show, TJ.
3: Well, we'll keep it short. because it's running. I was
1: say, this is running.
3: Pretty this long. is the minivan dad soccer pod at minivan dad pod for those on Twitter who follow. Eventually, one of these days, I'll get it on Google Play. I'm not there yet. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud. So, as we move into that, we just finished tryout weekend, and I feel, I feel like I'm almost more exhausted from that. And, and Pat, I'm gonna ask you the same question because I know you're going through the same thing. Chris, are you guys doing tryouts up there at this point too, or no, no. Do do either do either your kids your neither one my of My youngest is playing baseball. Okay, um, my uh, oldest uh, has no real interest in sports. So, well, based on your talent, I don't blame him. So, <laughs> of that alone, but it, it was a question that kind of has come up, and Pat and I have been texting back and forth about this. And Pat's kids, both Pat and I have children. Have our oldest are both under ten years old yet. And it's the question is at what point does the players around you matter? Does the coaching matter? At what point do you start looking for the club where the players are good around, around your, around everybody, so they get better because they're around good players, as opposed to just having good coaching and building from that? And, and that's kind of, I don't know if I'm framing, am I framing it right, Pat? Or am I still? Yeah, I stu-
0: and that's the question is, is, is having the best possible players around you not so much in in for the games but in training having better players to play to push you in training does that matter or do they would would the same kid develop into the same kid as long as there's good coaching and somewhat competent players, does the same kid develop into their best? And at what point does it matter? And the answer is I have no idea. And if I knew I'd have the decision, we'd have the decision made for sure. Sure. And,
3: and and I feel, and I think it's a great question because there is a point where it does matter. And at some point you have to make that jump and both our kids being 10 and under at this point, I don't know if it necessarily, I feel like the, coaching at this point is still more imperative than necessarily the players around him. I think there's so much more in skill development, just individual technique, you know, things that you know, I, and anybody who follows Pat on Instagram or, you know, there's YouTube videos that Finn can do amazing things with the ball at kids first for a child that age. But I don't know, I feel like harnessing that skill, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is for his age, I think the coaching is more as Is as important that is, or if not more, yes. Because especially
0: with with it is more important than than the players around for sure. Because especially at this point, you're you're taking the kid who's really good with the ball, right? And you're turning him into, and I've seen it this year big time with my son. You're turning him into a soccer player who's actually playing soccer, and it's not just because for the longest time with him it was get him the ball and he could dribble through anybody. And he's sure. not that big, he's just really good. And now this season and this coach that we've had is has been phenomenal with him in learning how to play and involve everybody. And he's like he he blew it up. He's like I don't care if you score, I don't care if you we win, we're going to get this right and they're getting it right now and it's fun to watch. So um, the coaching matters more than having the best possible players around you. But I know from for his um, soccer sanity, he really enjoys now that he can do these things, and he can't he he can see runs and passes and channels and everything better than most kids his age. When he does have kids around him who can play, whether it's you know really good players his own age or a, a year up, he's happier. So because he gets to do that now, it's not just mm-hmm. clump of kids and he can pop it, pop the ball out to him and then you're done. It's it's real soccer now. So, but yeah, to answer your question, I don't know. I don't know when the age is that it matters because at some point it probably matters more that you're playing with better people than than getting coached. But right now, I, I I don't think we've crossed that line yet. And he's two years older than your son. Is that right?
3: Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's uh, 2012. So. So, yeah. And in Finns of 2010, correct? Correct. Yeah, and and it, to me, it, it's a fascinating question, and and I do appreciate the fact you get to go through this first. And I'm not saying that my son is anywhere close to the skill level that, that yours is. He he's not. Um, he enjoys the game. He plays his vision for the way he sees the game for a for a kid his age is I think is absolutely amazing. Um, I, the story that I can recall is we're sitting at the fire game. It was the Vancouver game, and the director of coaching for our club, Ben, was sitting a couple rows behind us, and Charlie's sitting, Charlie and I are sitting next to each other, and Charlie starts talking about the game, and he goes, he goes, well, and, and Schweinsteiger came up for a free kick, and he goes, yeah, look at, and he goes, and I don't even remember who it was. He goes, look at, he dropped back because Schweinsteiger was coming forward, and, and, you, and you can see that when Schweinsteiger comes forward, somebody always goes back because the kid's obsessed with Schweinsteiger, but we all are. He's seven years old and he's recognizing somebody yeah. covering for. And, and the director and Ben is just, he looks at it and goes, he's seven and he sees that in a game. I'm like, and I'm thinking nothing of it because we go to fire games. We talk about that all the time. But for a seven year old, that's pretty darn amazing. Yeah. And then, and then and at that point, a- that, and that's where the coaching matters to me. And I'll, sorry, Chris, I'll, I didn't mean to step on you on that one, but it's the coaching matters because now how do you take that? and and translate it into a game and that's where the coaching matters to me
0: yeah being able to see it at field level at at full speed is is uh, you know who who's there or who's coming is a different thing but yeah just being able to recognize it and think about that like there are still adults in this country who discount soccer as a bunch of guys kicking a ball and they don't they can't see anything they look at it, and it literally is just guys running around. They don't see positions or anything. And for a seven-year-old to be able to see that, that's pretty awesome. But the other, I, I guess one other thing that I found interesting with this week is we look where my son's going to play next year is to have the level of um, recruiting that yeah. is going on for an eight-year-old child Kind of blows me away and i don't want to get too much into it but it's been insane. you don't you don't
3: you don't you really don't have to because you and i have been texting back and forth on this and i can just i'm not involved with the decisions that you have to make for yourself for finn for your family in terms of that for a ch- for an eight-year-old and it is at Absolutely amazing to see the, that level of cru- recruiting at eight, and that tells and that tells you two things. One, he he has a special talent at this point in his life. He's a special talent, and at two that it's that competitive that young nowadays. And I
0: it's crazy, yeah, because we you used to, the long for the longest time. People were like, it doesn't matter till they're twelve or thirteen, and there's still something to be said of you have to be able to do this when you have a man's body. You know, it, like it different kids go through. Mm-hmm. puberty differently and, and sometimes some kids get really really good and sometimes kids get really really awkward and and, and so there's there's a lot to be said with that but it, like I had a coach tell me you know if if he was in Europe everybody would be all over him because they'd be the pro teams were recruiting a, an eight year old. I'm like this isn't weird. And I'm like Yeah, it's, it's still kind it's fun, but it's kind of also weird. He's eight and he's he's making grown men like
3: salivate. For lack yeah. of a better term,
0: it's, it's like and, it's, and not
3: and not in that way, Chris. Shut up. <laughs> not in a Michael
0: Jackson sort of way. No, um. <laughs> no,
3: not at all. He he. Uh, I, I've watched him play, and I will be the first to admit he's a special talent. The the things he can do with the soccer ball at his feet at that age, it, it's amazing. And you, the thing I think we've I've been to enough games with him. He's still a kid, and he still enjoys to watch him and Charlie sit there and just talk about the game for a seven and an eight year old. It's pretty amazing. But at the same time, they still love it. They laugh. They enjoy, they talk about, you know,
0: he still wants to get cotton candy and stuff like that. It's like, you don't ever want to like lose the fun. You don't want
3: to lose the innocence of it. No, you, you don't. And you, and you do an amazing job with that. It's just more, they'll talk, they'll be talking about something going on in the game. And then a train will distract Charlie, or Sparky will distract Finn, and and that's
0: there's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's for Chris.
3: There you go.
0: <laughs> there's a dog.
3: So it, it just I, I I guess as as I've gone through this tryout season and the fact that I I don't remember feeling this uh, this much even last year it was just ah he tries out if he makes it he makes it and this year it was not, again it wasn't a question he's gonna he's going to play with the 2011s but at the same time it's just like there's a lot more to it than than I ever realized at this young of an age and i just i guess the coaching so you so you you do think the coaching is the more important piece at this point
2: for
0: sure
3: um but i don't know at what point that crosses over
0: it's i yeah i i think the coaching is is incredible because it's 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 not just about developing individual skills like they're five or six you know at, at seven eight nine you're developing a kid who can see the field and and play and and not if you're at a good club um they Teach you how to be a soccer player. They teach you how to, you know, build up from the back, even if it means losing the ball and, and losing a game. They teach you how to play the sure. right way, so that we're not playing route one all day long, like, um, like no, we I- used to. As and, and it's that's and there are clubs where I have seen it. There are clubs where they try to exploit. You know, they're not being offside, or they're not being offside until the build-out line, or they're clearly cheating with with players who are older because it's very important to them to win a game right now to make themselves feel like more of a man or something. And and if you're at the right club with the right coaches who do it the right way, it's way more about learning at this age as it should be. And then when you're sixteen you go kick their ass. So
3: and in the, cl- the club and the clubs that I the clubs I know you're you guys are looking at that you're part of and looking and been you're you're doing well with both those and I feel like that even the club that I'm, I'm a, that we're involved with it's the same thing. It's you're you're learning the game and you're right, it's not Route One soccer. And I can and I think I've even told the story on this show before, is I've had I've had another parent sitting there going, Oh, you gotta play it wide, you gotta play everything wide. And there are times that these kids go right down the middle and sometimes it works and sometimes it goes right down their throat and back into the goal. Now, for U8s, there's no goalies, so that that's kind of how a 4v4, but at some point, everything going out wide and not going down the middle is going to be taken away. So you need to be able to, and the, my point out of that was, you got to be confident in your ability to make the right decision and, and, and have enough confidence that I don't have to go wide with everything. I don't have to bomb everything down the field. Yeah. I can trust my ability to play out of the back and to find the open pass and make it. And sometimes it, when, when the, when the, you get to an opponent, that's good enough, they're going to take those wings away. If that's what you do every time. And now you have to go to your backup and you have to be confident in that. And that I feel is what we're built. We're learning that Charlie's learning now. And I presume Finn is as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. You've, you've got to learn how to play every scenario. And, and yeah. And, and, And that's what our our current coach is really, really phenomenal with. Is you know what's the right like for especially when they're younger? It's it's well, let's you go to the right back, and then the right back goes up the line, and then you know there's a there's a formula to it. And what he's trying to teach them is there is no formula. It's what the defense is giving you. You just have to read it, and it's different every time. And you you have to be able to recognize situations and scenarios. And it's I, I think. That as a nation, with the level of coaching that we have now, especially at a young age, I think we will, and we are already seeing, you know, with with Polisic, McKinney, Adams, guys like that, it'll only continue to get better. As as more of these kids are receiving this this sort of early soccer education, it's only going to continue to get better. Because, like a lot of us, I just started playing at eight and I was playing like Park District. It's, It's sure. And we were jogging around a circle dribbling like it wasn't
3: we were running laps around the field exactly it
0: wasn't Hmm. anything like this so um i think it's gonna you know to make a u.s fan tv point i think it's only going to benefit us as a as a country so if we're going to try to catch up to the rest of the world
3: so i guess to wrap it up we're going to wrap it up on this and then we'll get a couple we'll let you get final thoughts in the whole i've asked this on almost i feel like anything we've done tonight half glass half empty or half full you see a lot of pessimism, gloom and doom. That U.S. soccer doesn't know what the hell they're doing on soccer uh, in the world of soccer Twitter, which might be like the rest of Twitter and toxic. Is the glass half, half empty, or is it half full, or does it just really depend on
0: it depends what, what on, you're doing? Yeah, I think in terms of um, in terms of ticket prices, maybe they're finally hearing the message from the fans. I, I don't, I'm not
3: talking U.S. I'm, I'm just talking youth development things. Youth like development. That. I'm talking just what we've been talking about. Youth
0: there's a lot like of, that. I can tell you this for sure, there's a lot of really good, really exciting stuff going on out there with the way kids are playing soccer. Some of the clubs that I've seen, it's, it's really, there are clubs that will be beating my son's team, and I'm not mad, just because I'm so happy at, at what kids in America are doing on a soccer field. Now It's really awesome.
3: And to piggyback off of that, because I saw an article that was it was well written. John Townsend, I love John Townsend's work. It was an unstructured game, like a pickup game, versus everything that we go to with Pat with or with Finn with Charlie, whatever. They're structured. Does that matter?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, that's where we still lack, right? Because I, I think that Do why we, are I, South American players more creative generally? I think because they wired. German players, you know, better because I think they get more touches because I think they're when when it's not their practice day, they are playing in the street with their friends because there's a lot of there's more kids that just want to do that. They're playing in the park with their friends. It, it, I know that's where we lack, and that's where I wish <laughs> there was more of that in this country.
3: But in terms of allowing the creativity to develop on the field, this whole new program with U.S. Soccer. Did. To me, I feel it's a huge step in the right direction, allowing, especially at the younger ages, to show creativity versus structure in that sense. Yeah. I get yeah. it's a, I get it. It's a structured environment. And John, John's 100% right. These pickup games of just kids going out and playing, like you and I used to do. And Chris, when, you know, Chris, I know he's muted or probably drinking somewhere, is we did with baseball, football, those kind of things. Kids do, you know, we don't do it with soccer in this country. I, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like at least on the in the youth levels, you're starting to see so allow the creativity to develop there.
0: And that's I love the the focus on very small sided games. I mean, I'm a little kid soccer coach, and it, it's it yeah like two v two or three v three is awesome for really little kids because you can't hide. Uh, the fields are small. Everybody gets lots of touches. So if you're not going to be you know. Training them on the ball at this, you know, at that age, if you're, and you should be, but if you're, if you've moved on to a point where you're, you're in your practice where you're going to have a scrimmage, it's hard to hide in a two v two or three v three game with the little kids, and then you go to four v four and you work your way up from there. But again, that's a huge difference. When we were kids, I can remember playing like seven v seven, and there'd be five kids who would not see the ball the whole time.
2: Sure.
0: So it, that's in that. You know, you you if you do it right, and you have a three v three game, and you have the the players matched up against, um, it, it matters so much more to me to to even if you have to rip apart the teams every week and and put them back together, rather than play for your team, mm-hmm. to have even evenly matched games where players are playing with with players that sort of play like themselves, so the worst players can develop confidence and the best players can, you know, be aggressive with each other. And to get that right, if you get that formula right, you can really help all of the kids. Whereas you're going to have players play on their team with their team jersey and play more than something small sided before they're like six or seven. It seems like a stupid
3: idea to me. No and I, and I feel like that's probably a good way good play to wrap it up in, at this point. So this is the Mini Van Dad's Soccer Pod. It's at Mini Van Dad Pod. I'm at TJ's around. We've had US Fan TV guys with me again. Thank you for both you guys. Uh to, we got Pat and we got Chris. It, they're at US Fan TV and I'll, Chris, if you're are you, are you back yet Chris Are you I'm still I'm back. I'll, I'm back. All right. So we'll let you get your final thought in. Do you got anything more to add to tonight?
1: uh no um i i think at this point uh you're
3: done all right pat we're gonna go to you you got anything more than you're done or did we kind of kill everything tonight
1: we've
0: been talking for two hours tj i think we got it
3: i think we did and um for the and, and this will be the last show we're going to take a two-week break here because i'm going to be going to serve our country on military duty for the next two weeks so no show for the next two weeks thank Feel you for yeah, thank you. <laughs> Silence <laughs> for that one, Pat. I appreciate it. So, um, you, we're we're avail- I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on iTunes. Five stars. So tell your friends. So maybe this thing can develop into more than just the Seinfeld. Nah, I want it to be the Seinfeld of soccer pods. I'm of all pods. That's Pat. Ponyo, Who's you know, the Kramer foundation. then? Well, it's got to be Chris.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're what? The
3: tallest, all of us. You're the tallest of all of us, dude. Fuck I am. <laughs> I
0: suppose. <laughs> I'm clearly George. <laughs>
3: so that so that'd leave me as jerry the unfunny the really thinks i'm funny but really not funny shit all right so this is at the minivan dad soccer pod at minivan dad thank you everybody for listening we'll see you everybody we'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks thanks for listening minivan dad
1: minivan dad minivan dad soccer
2: pod with tj